So this is uh this is the quickest we've ever had a return guest. It did not take long. It did not I take mean, long at all, but kind of feels absolutely necessary, wouldn't you say? I'm gonna say, given the topic, uh, I feel like it's absolutely on demand. Yeah. So welcome back, Jeff. <laughs> well, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Yes, welcome cool. back, Jeff. We're uh, we're here to talk about the one year anniversary of the Danza experience, the listening parties that happened last year in the run up to Kanye's. Is this the last yeah. album, or are we counting down to two? I mean, this, I wouldn't count down to two. Yeah. Because that was only through his, what, the Steam player. The STEM player. STEM player. Yeah. You're talking to two registered STEM player owners. <laughs> I am not. Say, why do I own one? Because yeah. it's cool. Because <laughs> sometimes I like to make funny noises out of songs. It's low-key, like, if I'm very stressed, like... I'll play with it for like five minutes and it makes me feel better. Really? Yeah. Okay, I'll give you that. Yeah. I haven't turned mine on. Yeah, no, like Luke, low key, like I've actually started using it in the last three months for that reason. Okay. I'll give you that. Yeah, no, it's it's a real expensive little squeeze ball. But, <laughs> but it Honestly, that would add to it. If it was an actual stress ball, it would add to it. Yeah, I mean, it's better than one, but you know, it's uh, <laughs> it's pretty good. It's pretty good. All right, gentlemen, shall we just jump right into the news? We've got a lot of stuff coming out this week. I'm sure. This is going to be a good week. Yeah, this is going to be a good week. It's going to be a good week. There's something to get genuinely excited about, something to laugh at. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, we're going to make sure. Um, just starting over right at the top, we have DJ Cali featuring basically the whole industry. Yeah, he's um, coming out <laughs> with uh, God Did. Yeah, the DJ Khaled uh, industrial complex hard at work. This, I think it's going to be the ultimate test. If he somehow messes this up, I don't think he can bounce back. You don't I'm think really that... curious I on mean... the uh, Kanye and Eminem song. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I, I'm curious about that because I think it's a remix off Donda, right? I have no idea. Yeah, I, yeah, I was going to say, I, I'm going to be completely honest. I looked up the track list and my initial thought was, there's no way he can mess this up. But then I thought about it and just like, it's him. He, he could definitely mess it up. We, we've had multiple albums, if you want to call them albums, that yeah. he puts out. Yeah, that's, and, um, that's true. It's not good. It's, it's really not it's good. It's not good. It's not, it has not been a genuinely very good. <laughs> Which uh, is astonishing, considering, again, every time he drops a quote-unquote album, if you want to call it that, it's featuring everybody. This one is featuring Drake, Jay-Z, Eminem, Future, Travis, Rick Ross, 21 Savage, Kodak Black, uh, Nardo Wick, Takeoff, City Girls, Don Tolliver, Kanye, SZA, Little Baby, Little Dirt, Gunna, Quavo, Lotto, Roddy Rich, John Legend, and Juice World. And more. I just really wanted to list out that name so people can understand. There's a lot of people. Yeah, no, it's, it's a lot, but here's... I don't know. It almost feels like I see this many features, and I'm like, "This is uh this is marketing. Like this was designed in a lab." Oh yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, like. Also, by the way, they uh, the Kanye Eminem song is a remix of a song from Jesus is Lord. Ah. Yeah, not Donda. Jesus is Lord. The overlooked album. Yeah, <laughs> it does seem to be a very religiously themed album. 
I feel like a lot of his are. Are they? He always tries to yeah. put a little emphasis on, although I don't really know what his religion is. Yeah, I thought he was Muslim. No, well, we were. I actually, I actually think concert. he is as well. I don't know. Yeah. I, I honestly, I don't know. He he's a, makes he's, his son. Yeah, he's Palestinian. Yeah, I mean, honestly, he could be. Yeah. By all means, when he says God did, he could be referring to, I guess, Allah. I honestly, I do not know. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I mean, power to him. I love having a religious background, and I mean, he puts it under his son's name. I'm pretty sure he always co-produces his son. So, what is know. that with? Like, I don't even know how it's allowed or what it means or anything i just know that he literally i'm pretty sure it's on the cover of the track list he always puts and he started doing it like two or three albums ago yeah he puts co-produced by his son it's just like okay. it's a mystery <laughs> it's dj khaled is an enigma like yeah I, there is just something it's just like dude i really hope he never listens to this it's like you look at him and it's like there's no one in the inside it's like this is this is a really really good algorithm. Like he's a place filler. I feel like if anything, I, and I, again the reason I say like quote unquote if this is even considered an album, it, it's him saying his producer tags on every song. Yeah, and gives the beat to the five artists and say go at it. You know, so I don't know if it's allowed. I'm gonna push back on that one, not because I think it's true for the case of DJ Khaled. I just think it can be true. Just like producer means a lot of things. I know he's definitely not in the studio chopping up these beats, but mm-hmm. he's probably making the phone calls, getting everyone together. Oh, for sure, it's the glue. yeah, and I mean, that's, that's like, yeah. overlooked. Yeah, it's, just like I think he's just the one putting this together on a business side. Or once again, this could be a Ponzi scheme. Like DJ Khaled could be a psyop. Interesting. Yeah. Like, they just funnel money? Like, do you think there are really people out there listening to DJ Khaled songs? Yes. Not, like, the radio hits. But again, it, it, it's... it's My question is, what is a DJ Khaled song? Is it actually his song? Is it just a producer tag? Is it him throwing his stuff on something? Like, I'm confused how much influence or how much does he actually play into this? Because if he's just, like, I, I want to know face of an album... <laughs> Yeah, I want to know his, like, creative, like, contributions to the stuff that comes out with his name on it. Because, like... I honestly have no idea. Is there any? And, like... I would assume so. And I know, like, his songs make hits, but, like, goddamn, like, you got everyone on it. Like... It's just... And one thing that was actually interesting that we bring this up, I don't know if you saw one of the recent interviews, but it's almost like... (laughs) It's like they're making fun of him and he didn't realize. But doing the recent interview for this album, they were speaking on one of the songs that Drake is on, and he was saying, I like what Drake likes. Like, they were basically saying, like, oh, what do you like about the song? Or what do you like about making it? And, like, the song that he gives to Drake, he was like, oh, if Drake says he likes this, then he knows everybody in the community is going to like it, and we do what Drake wants. So, like, (laughs) when I watched it, it was like, okay, then this is Drake's song. You yeah. gave a beat to Drake, said, hey, do you want to hop on it? He said, hey, we should do this instead. And now it's Drake's song. You put yeah, that's not. On. Like, that, that, I feel like that is barely borderline anything. 
Yeah, no, I think that's totally fair. Like, and that's why I'm genuinely asking these questions. Like, I want to know, like, is he just the guy making the phone calls? Like, because, like, that would have to be the bare minimum for this to not be some kind of scam. (laughs) (laughs) Some kind of scam. He's literally just the president. He's just there to be a face. Let's be honest. Yeah, you know, I mean, if there was anyone who, like, really innovated the whole turning music into a branding exercise thing, like... (laughs) Yeah. Uh, but shall we oh no real quick are there okay. any DJ Khaled songs you genuinely like because I have at least one uh, you go first I'm literally going to have to look this up mine is I'm on one it's Drake Lil Wayne it's a DJ Khaled song Rick Ross it's a, and it's like a reinterpolation of a song he has on his first mixtape when it's like, oh, oh, yeah. You definitely know more than me. Yeah. Well, I, I was 18 at this time, and you were like six. <laughs> but, I have to say... Our age difference is not that large. <laughs> I'm going to have to say all I do is win. That's a classic. I'm sorry. I, there's no hate. You, you can't hate on that one. No. No, no you can't classic. hate on that. Yeah. That, I might have rose-colored glasses, but I have it for, like, six songs, and, like, one of them's that song. One of them is Party in the USA. <laughs> that is not... Okay. No, that song's a classic. <laughs> Get the fuck away from me. Are you telling me that's a DJ Khaled song? What song? Oh, I thought you were saying it's one of his songs. No, You're no. Not, in general. No, no, I just meant, like, in general. There are okay, some, Jesus. I was like, going to say, come on now. Okay. <laughs> I'm not that disconnected. Yeah. Doesn't have that. I mean, he actually kind of has a couple, couple songs that are good. We taking over. That's another good one. Is it? It's such a radio Is song, it? so I push back against it. But no brainer, I guess. Yeah. Like all the more modern ones, I'm like not really no. Like pop star featuring Drake. Like I'm okay. Uh. His biggest songs are literally just Drake songs. Uh, hi, the, one with the one with Nipsey Hussle higher, that one's good. I'll give him that. That song's good. I'm just saying, if I if I'm stressing this much and this is this difficult, I'm just gonna say no. <laughs> yeah, I just there's no songs that I sit down and genuinely go, I want to listen to this song. Yeah, no, that's that's totally fair. But, Still better than French Montana. <laughs> yeah, dude. He's who looks Jeff. Do you listen to French Montana? Uh, I do have a couple songs in my playlist. In my that I mean, yeah, but that's about, but like you're not, would you call yourself like a huge that's fan? the obvious one? Yeah, that's no. fine. Like, we want to know like who's responsible for like what is it, like 16 billion, like. It's 16 million. It's not 16 million. Yeah. Like who You're allowed five songs. Past that, now I'm questioning everything. Yeah. Oh, I don't even think I have that many. <laughs> yeah, no, this is this is congruent. Jeff is Jeff, this is the most anyone we have talked to has like listened to French Montana. This is insane. 16 million. Every it's gotta month, be like features or something. It's gotta be features. Uh, is he a producer or something? Because like DJ Cali has thirty million, and he's not even an artist. So 
So like, it's got to be something combining with the songs that's getting him these plays. I, I just I don't get it. It's insane. You want to talk about something more fun now? Yes. Um, uh, Brandon, you know I've been saying this for like two or three weeks now. I don't know if I already said it on the podcast, but I'm calling it now. A top five album of the year is dropping tonight. Jid is dropping the forever story. I am so excited. Can you please tell me how was your experience that you finally dove into him? So I dove into the Never Story and I listened to a good amount of DiCaprio too. And you know, man, I like him a lot. Okay. I like him a lot. I think he's super talented. I think just like as a rapper, like just doing good verses, great deliveries, shit like that. 100%. I'm sold. I'm sold and I'm Jid. I love it. Obviously, Jeff, yeah. do you listen to Jid? No idea who that is. <laughs> he came out with J. Cole at Lala. Oh, uh, yeah, I don't really know much of his music, so. I would definitely recommend yeah. um, this is a perfect time to jump on the bus. I think he is, like, one of the more talented people in the game right now. Like yeah. you said, his delivery is insane. His creativity is out of this world. The music videos that he's dropped are some of the best ones I've seen all year. These All these singles that he's dropped, he has yeah. not missed. No, he has not um, the word flow, the way he messes with the beats, the beat switches, it's it's insane. Like you've only put out like maybe three or four songs this year, kind of teasing up to the album. And I'm serious, this is going to be a top five for me. I'm pretty sure, yeah. unless he somehow blows it, it's been amazing. All the promotion that he's been doing, we've talked about album rollouts and how like influential they can be to the success of the album. He's nailed it. He's done yeah. everything. Especially for someone like in his shoes. Right. right. He is he not a big a, artist. He's not a big artist, but he has a lot of like credibility. Like yes. it is his opportunity right now. So like putting a putting energy behind a rollout definitely makes a ton of sense. Now I oh, am yeah. gonna say this, because like I did I also mostly listen to like a bunch of the stuff he put out this year, just because like mm. I already like a bunch of it, like you know a lot of the features and shit, and like it does seem like he's getting a a lot better a lot quicker. Yeah. Like as much as I did like Never Story, there's like a clear quality difference in my opinion. Yeah, I, I do not push back against that at all. He's been in the lab focusing on his work and. It's been very, very, like, I don't know. I, I love to see a young person grow in such a successful way. Yeah. No, and he has, like, a really unique delivery style. It's also, like, he's very lyrical, but the music that he makes is not the kind of rap that usually has a lot of lyrical rappers in it. Mm -hmm. And that's just, like, an interesting combination. You know, his yeah. music is not vapid. I, I you know... I don't know if it's the deepest shit in the world, but it's just not surface level vapid. It's like there's content there. Oh yeah, absolutely. It's yeah. one of the few artists I would like pull out a lyrical sheet just to understand everything and just grab it. Not because like, oh, it's Kendrick Lamar and like you need to listen to it five times to get a deep yeah. meaning, but like it's just heavy wordplay, good word choice. Good like, excellent word choice. 
when you catch it, it's like, oh, wow, that was actually hard. <laughs> Great, very playful, very, like, you know, it just seems like he's out there trying to impress people with his abilities. And it's just, yes, that's, that's the thing. And he's had, he's had a hell of a year. Yeah, like, yeah, I yeah. think this is going to be the make it break it. This is a concept album. He's at the brink. Like, you got Dreamville behind you. This is the moment where it's like, okay, you are official. You are your own person. So, best case scenario, where do you see Jid in like next year? If this album goes very successful, um, I hope to see a very successful tour following this. I think he will get to that tier that we were mentioning before, like that Don Tolliver Baby Keem tier, or mm-hmm. maybe even higher, where it's like they're basically household names, but like they're not. On top of the game. They're not household names, but, like, they're starting to seep into places. They're in the Travis Scott crowd, right? Like, they're seeping into places that aren't, like, into hip-hop. Exactly. I don't know, man. Like, I don't want to... I don't... I feel like Jid is too good to compare to those two. Like, and I have have a lot of love for Baby Keem. I have love for Don Tolliver. But I feel like Jid is definitely, like... Quality wise, like a cut above. I feel like best case scenario, like if this album comes out and it's a fucking showstopper, I, I think he's right there with like Denzel Curry and like the young rapper primed to dominate the game for uh, the the next few years. Yep. You know, I, I would say he could definitely leap I agree. I, I'm in for it, honestly. <sighs> All right. So next we have Rock Marcy and the Alchemist dropping the Elephant Man's Bones. This yes. is a bit of a so I'm a fan of the Alchemist, but I'm not super familiar with Rock Marcy. Are you in the same boat? I am literally in the exact same boat. I included it because we've been talking about the Alchemist a lot, just yeah. as an artist and producer. Yeah. So I was curious if you knew who Rock Marcy was. I tried to do some research, but it doesn't seem like he's very big. Yeah, I mean, oh, is it sure for Rock Marciano? I mean, you Google him, and the first picture comes up with Action Bronson. Well, <laughs> yeah, it's in the same field of what we. Yeah, know. he's a New York hip hop artist. Great, this right. sounds great. And we literally just talked about like how the East Coast have not been getting their props. So yeah, hey, I'll listen to it. Yeah, no. So, question, and uh, Jeff, feel free to chime in on this one if, if you're in this side. But are we? Do you think we're seeing like a resurgence of like this hardcore hip hop sound? Like a more, uh, like with the Griselda guys, with people like Freddie Gibbs, like this sound that feels like an evolution of the 90s and not like the innovation we've been getting. This I mean, it's certainly, uh, it's certainly not the dominant mainstream sound, but I feel like with folks like Benny the Butcher, West Side Gun, Conway the Machine, you have so many people filling that lane that just, there wasn't an equivalent when like we were like 18. You know, there weren't people yeah. who were basically making music for a world where Kanye West never came around. <laughs> you know what I, But, like, that's what the rap sounds like. And I love that. Like, I, that's why I love it. They sound like hip-hop if it never sold out. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, it, it, it's hard to say. I want to say yes in terms of, like, it's blowing up or it's getting bigger. Just because, like, I am now getting into it and, like, I've discovered it and I feel like... Some of the people around me have been discussing it, but I also don't want to like come in with like a bias where it's like, oh yeah, I know it, so everyone knows it. So it's kind of hard to say. 
Yeah, it, I, I don't know how big they actually are. I'll have to look up their streaming numbers. But I feel like I can't go anywhere without seeing shit about those guys. Like, granted, they're not the biggest stars in the genre. I'm freely admitting that right now. <laughs> but, like, it does seem like they have... You know, they fill the, the Martin Scorsese, Quentin Tarantino role. You know, yeah, they're not the most popular movies of the year, like, in terms of box office, but they're sure as shit super fucking popular. Like, yeah, I was about to say, they most definitely still make an influence on the culture. Yeah, they most... People will go out. Debatably more. Like, right. Yeah. I mean, honestly, some of the names that you mentioned, obviously, Freddie Gibbs is huge. She's always has. Yeah, him. he's the biggest like, one of that sounds. Right. Some of the other people have just been coming up more recently and i, I just yeah. don't know if it's because they're putting out more music i don't know if more people are finding it but regardless i i could see i could get behind the idea of the trend of them being more popular now at least compared to before yeah um but the last thing i threw in here that i want to talk about and the reason i'm throwing it in here now it's not actually coming out next friday it's coming out in the middle of the week, one of those rare mid-week drops. But Kenny Beats is dropping his first debut album, Louie, on the 31st. There. Um, I'm, I'm there. I love Kenny Beats. <laughs> You're already sold. Yeah, I'm sold. I love Kenny Beats. I, I love a good producer album. This sounds exactly what I want right now. I'm in. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm fully sold in. I didn't see any features, which is different. I don't know. That's, I didn't think that's odd. Do you think it's like a... I don't know if he raps. I think. I, do you think it's maybe like a beat tape? Um, I don't know. If it is, I'm not against it. I'm, I'm not. I'm so I, I am not against a really good beat tape. I've been listening to more of those. Oh my god! It, there's a producer out right now who's a singer, and he has a couple of blow up songs that have Travis Scott. Oh my god! This is gonna kill me. I might have to go into Cutland. Are we going to Cutland? We might have to go into Cutland. All right. Are we, back from Cutland. are we coming back from Cutland? Yeah, we'll jump back in from Cutland. But regardless, I'm very excited to hear from this artist. I don't know if it's going to be beats. I don't know if he actually is going to be rapping slash singing yeah. on it. But whatever he did put out, it was a small track list. It didn't feature anyone. So I'm excited to see what we get out of it. I, I also think it'd be a little, especially considering the fact that Kenny Beats has never been a, a vocalist of any kind. Not at all. <laughs> I, I don't think it's outside their own possibility that he's keeping the features a surprise. Okay. I'm cool with that. Yeah, that's my, uh, that's what I think. That's my conspiracy theory. I think like there's definitely going to be people on it, and it's just... He's keeping it tight to the chest. What? All right. I'm moving in. Should we go to the singles? Let's go to the singles. Doesn't seem to be a whole lot. No, no, no. I'll just look through them quick because I don't... I mean, they're all straightforward. Yeah. Uh, Pierre Bourne is dropping a song. I believe it's called Good Movie. Little Baby is dropping It's Only Me. And then Offset is dropping Code. Um, That sounds like an Offset song, yeah. <laughs> that just sounds... I feel like you can make the song right here. <laughs> we can just imagine and come up with something and it'll probably be somewhere close. Yeah. Um, I think all three songs are just going to be kind of 
rushed over, unfortunately, unless they're tied to something bigger. Yeah. Uh, the one thing that stood out was Little Babies, because apparently has a documentary that I had no idea was coming out. Yeah, maybe we should jump right into the news then. Cover that up top. Yeah. Um, yeah, Little Baby is just dropping a documentary that is coming out, I believe, tomorrow called Untrapped, the story of Little Baby on Amazon Prime. And apparently yesterday, there's a couple of theaters across America that had a free showing, which I think is dope. Yeah. Um, one was in Chicago. I had no idea. <laughs> I've seen like no promotion for it. Do you think it's too early for Little Baby to have a documentary? This no. is why I include it. No, I think, so? I think, well, I think. I believe that, like, if we're talking about documentaries or movies or anything, I think you you justify it in just like how how good of a story you're telling is, right? Okay. If you're telling a really really good about story about little ba- baby, you know, because like, just because little baby is the subject does not mean he's the person who made this. He almost certainly produced it and had a say over it. But, like, there's a director. There's a person who had a whole vision for it. Okay. So, I I just don't... It, now, does that mean it's going to be good? No. That does not mean that. <laughs> it just means that, like, I got to watch the movie, and, like, if the story they're telling is worthwhile, then yeah. Even for someone who, like Little Baby, who is not someone I'm... Super duper excited about. I mean, he's good. He's not bad by any stretch, but like... Right. I recognize the talent, but it's not necessarily someone I go out to listen to. Yeah, exactly where I am on that. Like, he really is... I mean, he's talented. I mean, I think about... I think about, like, uh, Hurricane, that the song on the album that we're talking about kind of today. Uh, Okay. And, you know, I listen to that song for the very obvious uh, weekend feature. Uh, but like, man, when I, when I get to that little baby part, I'm like, man, this is real good. Like he is wrapping his ass off. (laughs) Oh yeah, for sure. Like there's no question. He's one of the best featured people in the game right now. Uh, but yeah, so I guess if there's any of them that I'm super excited about or excited about at all, I would say it's little baby one because I mean, no. The offset one could have been made by an algorithm, and you know it. Like, yes, no, I do not push back against that at all. I think the best one out of them is going to be the little big one. I did not consider the idea of like he's probably going to co-produce this, but like in reality, this is not his documentary, which makes me kind of appreciate it a little bit more because I just feel like the way I was thinking about it was similar to the idea of like you can't really have a classics album unless you're like older, and so that's yeah. kind of how I was approaching it as well. Yeah, I mean, there's definitely the idea that, like, if you, if there's going to be a documentary about your career, you have to have enough of a career to tell a story. <laughs> exactly. Uh, and but, he is nowhere near fitness. Yeah, but, like, you know, like, what was it? There was that little mini documentary about, like, Dreamville. Remember? Yeah. And it was true. like, it was just a great documentary, though. That's all it really was. It, it captured... Greenfields was like an hour, though. I, I feel like this is... I this thought will, this was... This will probably be 90 minutes. Okay. Well, yeah, this this won't be... This won't be a, a Avengers Endgame. Like... <laughs> not a multiple episode thing. This is not Kanye's documentary. This yeah, this is, is not probably, genius, you know. Hey, this is where he grew up and 
what happened to him. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I, I'm behind it now. Yeah. Um, another yeah. one. We'll, we'll save the the big one for last. Another one that you brought up to me, Brockhampton Saturation Two is five years old. Five years old, Saturation Two. That means I'm the entire <laughs> yeah the entire Saturation trilogy is now is going to be five this year. Yep. Um, uh, yeah, time fucking flies. I'll tell you that. <laughs> this is essentially dated since we've met each other. <laughs> yeah, this is man. I mean, I'm I'm just gonna do the exact same thing I did with Astro World. Is it old enough to be a classic? Are these classics? You know, I, I was thinking about that, and like on one hand, I want to just say yes, just because I love this album so so very much. Like mm-hmm. I, I don't think I think it's a fairly long album with zero skips. Like holy shit, like. It's impressive. Ignoring the fact that there's also a long album before and after this <laughs> that have like yeah, the trilogy like, that came out in the year. <laughs> yeah, that has less skips than I have ha- like fingers on my left hand. Like, <laughs> but like, I don't know. Like, I still feel like I'm a little bit more inclined than Asher World because, truthfully, I think it's just a better album than Asher World. Uh, okay, and. You know, not by a little, but I still want to see like where this final Brockhampton album goes. I was literally gonna say because one of the I biggest... also want to have their entire career in the rear view. Yes, that's literally what I was about to say because one of the biggest points was like, okay, what are they gonna do next? That's gonna influence if this is a classic. Brockhampton, the group is ended, so we have this last album, and then at some yeah. point we gotta like discuss. Is it, okay, they're done. Yeah, is it official? Yeah, but then you can almost say that the wait starts there too. Because that's how long you have the whole thing in your in your view, like how long you can appreciate the entirety of it. Mm-hmm. Um, Do you have an idea on when this is dropping? I don't know. I have no idea. I mean, I know Kevin posted about it today. Uh, you know, just like when he posted about the uh, saturation two birthday. Mm-hmm. Like, and then he also posted about how he misses Brockhampton. Yeah, I have a feeling Brockhampton won't be like. I don't think Look it's crazy. Back. Yeah, I don't think it's crazy to assume that we'll see them again. Uh, Welcome back together. But I'm also like, I'm also excited to like see their solo stuff. For which ones? Oh, uh, just curious because some of them already have a career. Yeah. Well, Merlin put out some stuff that was pretty fun, but Merlin was one of the ones I had the most questions about actually doing solo work. Mm-hmm. Definitely bareface, but like debatably falls outside the scope of the podcast. Like, <laughs> uh, definitely yes. Don and Matt Champion. Okay. Yeah. And Joe, like all of them. Like I think they're all talented. I also think like if there's any people from Brockhampton who are set, it's the producers. Okay. I definitely think you'll start seeing them like cross over into like. Just working with more mainstream acts. I mean, it's entirely different. I won't say different industry, but a different role. So yeah. they'll face different challenges, I feel like. Yeah. So could probably succeed a little bit better. Yeah, I, I feel like... I don't know. I feel like the the producers were just so versatile. Mm-hmm. You know, that... I, I, I mean, they I, do have an insane yeah. range. So yeah. I, I get it. <laughs> Man, this this shit makes me feel old. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. All right. Um, Are we ready to get to it? Part. 
Yeah, we're gonna. This is gonna be a rant. This is not gonna be a fun topic. I'm gonna let you open up then, because I feel like you're gonna be much more upset. So, uh. <laughs> So there were some man-made horrors beyond my understanding this week. Uh, oh, bro! There was an AI. <laughs> there was an AI rapper. Two words never needed to be put together. Called FN Mecca, right? Yes. Uh, created by Anthony Martini. Stupid last name. Also looks just like him. If you. All right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and Brandon Lee. That's mine. You can't have it. Uh. <laughs> Nice. Controversial for saying and <laughs> saying the N-word and getting beat up by police. Yeah. So um, let's start at the top with <laughs> why this shit is so bad. <laughs> so like, okay, okay. When I found out about this, I sent it to you immediately and I had to dive into this. Okay. So I'll start off with the positive stuff because there's barely anything and then we'll dive into why this is wrong. I think on the good note, honestly, this is kind of a unique idea. Like if there is actually an AI rapper, yeah, it's a different field that no one's ever seen before. If it was done correctly and if it was actually dope, then like, okay. I, I can get behind it. I would not appreciate it as much as like an actual person, obviously, but like it's different. Now, for all the negative things. <laughs> I, I don't even um, think that's a positive. I think it's you like. You don't even think that's a positive? Yeah, it's a novel idea the same way putting ice cream on a hot dog is a novel fucking idea. That doesn't right, make you've even heard of that, bro. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I've even heard of that. Yeah. Okay. I don't know how that compares, but. <laughs> no, that's. That's exactly how I feel about this. Like, first off, AI, fucking stop it. Like, don't, don't awaken, <laughs> don't awaken this dragon. I've seen Terminator. Stop it. Uh, I mean, that's the insane part because, like, it. We've gotten to a point as a society. It's 2022. Like, it's got to be a line. Yeah. Are we allowed to actually like let AIs exist in like the no. music industry? <laughs> Is this an actual thing? You you could have like, in the music industry from it, that sense. Like, just in general, because we've gotten to the point in this specific scenario, this thing was signed to a label. Like he gets signed to a label. Who eventually released him? That is that has to be like, illegal. Like it's morally and like I just I don't know. It's pretty awful that this decided to exist. Um, I don't think there's any redeeming quality in this. Could you imagine sitting in the room with these two people? I <laughs> As they came I'm, up with this idea? Because the thing is, like you said, one, it's already weird and dumb. But two, now you're playing with fire because you're making this cyborg, is what they call it, to have a persona to play a role of what they think black culture is like. Yeah. Which is wrong on so many levels. Yeah. It's just dangerous to do. 
because you have this robot saying nigga who just should not be saying it. Yeah, first off, first off, I'm just going to put it this way. If this shit was made by two black dudes, I would still feel very uncomfortable with it saying the N-word. <laughs> Like, no, yeah, it, it, I was gonna say even if like it was done quote unquote the right the right way, whatever that would be, yeah. it's still not <laughs> it's not acceptable. I would say it is. Um, I, I feel like it is the grand expression of like people who do not understand the culture, like trying to have it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, in pointing I, I, out the worst parts of the culture not even in a positive fashion absolutely out like the worst case <laughs> absolutely just completely tone deaf like and once again like i i question if you took like let's say there are some dudes fucking from brooklyn who fucking love computer technology machine and learning and the wu-tang clan <laughs> And they're, yes. like, in it, like, from the culture. This is something, like, if you put, like, the best people in the world, like, in this, I I still think more likely than not, it's going to turn out being an awful idea that they shouldn't do. <laughs> like, it's, it's hard. Yeah. Because I was open, like I said, the only positive, at least for me, and, and just for me, the only positive was, like, okay, it's different, so, like, that's cool. But, like... It has to be absolutely perfect. It has to resemble all positive things. But instead, you have Anthony Martini, a Caucasian male, Brandon Lee, an Asian male, creating an AI rapper who they think can personify black culture in all the worst senses. <laughs> yeah. Like they're making music videos about them getting believed by police, but not actually putting like, a positive or important, important message, yeah, about message the, behind it. The historical reality of like this happening to real right. people who don't look it, that silly. <laughs> no, it's very insensitive. Um, I mean, just from top to bottom, appearance-wise, the lyrics behind it, the message behind it, all of it is literally like this is what white America thinks the black culture is like. Yeah, and it's not in a good sense. Yeah, this is not, like a little punk clone, but worse. <laughs> yeah, and this, yeah, it's it's unfucking tenable, dude. I cannot believe <laughs> that this went from an idea to someone's head to a thing posted on the internet, and no one stepped in and was like, "What the fuck are you doing?" Like, <laughs> it, it, it gets signed. Like, it's more than just the creators. no one. No one. People did in the music industry was like, "Oh." I'll put my name behind this. And, like, look, if you love music and you want to do AI, like, do, like, AI music. <laughs> like, do, I, I, I don't like, even... like, try and make an AI that makes, like, guitar riffs. Because that is not a person. And offensive. <laughs> like, right, inoffensive. And also it's probably just... something that could be cool. Like, I just, I don't know how actually big this is. Because, like you said, even... Even the idea of, like, people okay this. I don't know if you peeped this. I didn't send it to you. But Chance actually posted a story about it. Chance the Rapper posted the article and said, shout out to this thing going independent. Because you know Chance was one of the faces, one of the first people like, I'm not going to sign to a label. And so he dropped his mixtapes, no label, by himself. 
So clearly Chance missed all the negative things that was behind this. And was just kind of like, you know, talking about the not being signed to a label thing, which is something that he represents. So now I'm just confused. If people even know that this exists. Like what like exists? The how AI bad rapper? Yes. And like how negative this is. I mean, it was everywhere. So I assume they exist. Like Maybe just Chance didn't know. Uh, I, I don't know. Yeah, I don't. You know, here's the thing is that like. Look, I love Chance the Rapper, like, specifically. But when you become an elite person, you, you, you get brainworms a little bit. Like, Ooh, okay. Just Maybe everyone. Just, just disconnected and just... <laughs> yeah, just, like, you become disconnected, you become... And that's tough, because he's, even... like, one of the most down-to-earth people. Yeah, and, he's like... He's, like, the face of Chicago. And, like, look, I think he is very down-to-earth in some ways. Right, it's it's a complex thing because, like, yeah, you're right. I do think Chance, in many ways, is very down the earth, but like, also, let's be real. Like, has he been living a the same life he lived in 2012 recently? No, at all. You know, like at this point, he, he's been rich longer than he's been longer than he was an adult before his career took off. Hey, that is true. Yeah. At least, yeah, adult wise, he's been rich longer than. Being in the struggle as yeah. an adult. <laughs> yeah. And, like, look, I don't think there are much worse case of rainworms. Just go talk to a fucking oh, yes. senator. Yes. Like, yes. Uh, I <laughs> so I don't think this is, like, a bad thing. I would not even define this as a criticism. It's just, like, you know, that's my take on that. It's just, like, up oh, Chance just isn't thinking right because he has money <laughs> now. But, that is We're not going to get another ass right? Yeah. Or... <laughs> Or conclusion. We might get divorce rap, which could be better. Uh, <laughs> not gonna get it, Brandon. We can't keep the latest rock. singles are good though. The latest singles. I'm still hey, listening. He's got to a him. house music song now. Yeah. He's, I'm, he's been teasing a house music. He's always had at least one house song on all of his albums. It's true. Yeah. It's been like a resurgence or something. Everyone's doing house music. <laughs> house music is so good, that's why. It's just like what other music can you smoke weed, dance, and fuck to? Okay, there's plenty of music that can do that. <laughs> that, is not, that is not. And you can't say R and B. Okay, we're done. All right, coming up on the one year anniversary of the Donza experience. Yes. Yes. So, Jeff, you were. Did you guys both watch the? Two listening parties before this? Because I did not. I watched both of them. The first one, he only showed like, I think like six to eight songs. And you can tell it wasn't ready. Yeah, that's that was the main impression I got from the first one, is that everything just sounded unfinished. And the second one sounded finished. But for some reason it wasn't. And that one was, yeah, that was the second one at the Mercedes Benz because the first one was there also. Yeah, because he was like living there. Oh, yeah, oh yeah, both of them was there. And well, with the first one, like for jail, Jay Z recorded his verse for that fifteen minutes before it the stream started. And then the second one is when he uh, uh, lifted himself up. All the way to the top of the Mercedes yeah. Benz Stadium. Right. I remember that. 
did he ever speak on why he chose that stadium? Like he lived. No, <laughs> no I don't. Yeah, he really hasn't talked much about this album. Yeah, he's too busy going after Pete Davidson and an enigma. Yeah, it's. I I legitimately think he probably did it there because they would let him. Like, <laughs> yeah, like. I'm willing to bet that if Soldier Field would let him do that, he would have done it here. <laughs> I mean, I feel like out of all of the quote-unquote experiences or listening experience, whatever you want to call them, I feel like the one we went to was probably the most structured and complete. Yeah. You can definitely tell it was. Yeah, it was definitely... I mean, I saw the second one post having... Didn't watch the first one. I don't think I was able to. I don't remember what I was doing. It was a year ago. Uh, and then I just heard from, like, everyone that, like, oh, it sounded unfinished. Don't fucking bother. And then I did hear that the second one sounded a lot better. Mm-hmm. And then yeah, when I started hearing that there was going to be one here, I was like, okay, yeah. well, I'll go to right. one in person. Like, I'm going to say, now it's official. <laughs> yeah. Because the one that happened here was probably like two, three weeks after the one at Mercedes-Benz Stadium. Yes, it was. It, it totally was. There was like a run-up to it. Yeah. It was... yeah, cause the, yeah cause the second one was at the end of July. And then this one was end of August. And I remember like two weeks out, I started hearing rumors about Soldier Field's potentially going to get booked for an event for Kanye West. And then sure enough, I remember when I got the Twitter notification from Kanye. Yeah. When he posted the 82621. Yeah. Right. Which was I mean, him coming back home, everyone's excited. It's exactly. Been and, a very long time. And he knew he had to top the second one with him of lifting himself all the way up to the top yeah. of Mercedes Benz. Yeah, no, the the stagecraft is fucking crazy. For the yeah. second one and for this one. Like, as far as a stage performance goes, I don't think I've ever seen anything like it. And probably never will. I mean, the second one was just him having the bed from the locker room that he was in. Yeah. And everything mm-hmm. on stage. Do we know how long he was in that um, Mercedes Benz between the first and the second one? He stayed there from the whole first all the way to the second, pretty much all the way until it was done. Okay. The album. Because I remember that like almost overshadowed it, I feel like, because like you said, the first experience, it was very like incomplete. It was almost like Kanye, what's going on? Like, yeah. And then I just remember hearing like, he's not leaving the stadium. And that just like, that was the big point. Where he's doing like live streams of him in his room, and there's just like a bed on and the he's floor, just, like doing push-ups <laughs> and chopping up right. meat. <laughs> like, like that's literally all it was. It was, it was his like last fun night. breakdown. Like, yeah, <laughs> that, <they've>, that <laughs> entertaining <laughs> breakdown. <laughs> yeah, it was the last time a Kanye breakdown was fun for everybody. And like, I remember because it, it, it's Kanye, so you got to realize everyone in the community is paying attention to this. It's gonna blow up where you have people creating these major large themes where like, oh, he's wearing all white and then he's wearing all red and then he's wearing all black. It's like he died and now he's in like purgatory and now he's being judged. It was just insanity. That's all I remember. Yeah. 
God. And it felt like the entire city was there. Yes. That yeah, was the, it seemed like it. Because, like, legitimately, you looked out into Soldier Field. Because we had pretty good seats because we were pretty mid-level. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, like, you looked out and, like, literally every square inch was people. It was and a very yeah, dude, late. that was if there's a if there was a thing I hated about this was how late he started. He like, started at eleven. He started two hours late. Unacceptable, <laughs> unacceptable. Dude, he started so late, my edible wore off. <laughs> yeah, like, I mean, it, it, it's like, and like you said, it's a very surreal feeling. Like the whole city was there because I I remember that night. I remember Jesus tried driving there. Shout out Jesus. Yeah, he tried driving Jesus. there. And he he was like impossible. It was impossible to find parking. He drove to the stadium, drove all the yeah. way back home just to Uber there, and he still made it. Because we got there like forty five minutes early. Yeah, we got there early, like Big fucking mistake. idiots, like <laughs> huge mistake. And then Big like mistake. we should have went to a bar for three hours. <laughs> Honestly, it would have been more beneficial to do that. Yeah, because we had yeah. our seats saved. Like, yeah. Yeah. And it's just, it, it, was, it was so dope because I, I didn't remember how huge Soldier Field is, but like to see a packed stadium like that fully filled up and like everyone's blowing up my phone. And it was like, man, I wish I was there. And like other people are like, man, how is it? What's going on? Everyone's posting it on their story, even people that aren't at the stadium. It was one of the first times it was just like, this feels like Chicago. This like, felt, legit, yeah. It feels like Chicago. I think the thing that, blew my mind was when when the show started and like Marilyn Manson and the baby were there what is going on <laughs> I went on Twitter and like there were journalists from everywhere from London to LA to New York tweeting about this thing happening right in front of me like right literally in front and of it's what? like the entire world is commenting on this house in the middle of the stadium <laughs> And this was most, yeah, the yeah, stadium it, where I watch my football mm-hmm. team lose. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Actually, the they, stream had they, millions of people. Yeah. So. Oh my god! And it was this that the worst part was Kanye taking two fucking hours to get on stage. And was it ever? Were the rumors <laughs> of why ever confirmed? I have no idea. No. I I have distinctly heard like just through the industry vines that he was backstage arguing with Lori Lightfoot about lighting the house on fire. I would I mean that, that wouldn't surprise me. Yeah that I would, was I wouldn't I would believe that because I know leading up to it the original plan was for him to really set the house on fire. Yeah. Which is a and, <laughs> and that was gonna break a bunch of fire codes. Yeah. Right. So like that's that's the rumor you hear, you might genuinely be hearing it here, here, folks, hearing it first <laughs> here, but that's the, the rumor I've heard is exactly I mean, that. It's not a big surprise that yeah. that is even the case, considering he lit himself on fire, which yeah. might have been like an audible play for yeah. lighting the house on fire. Um, he was but I mean, probably going to do the fire stunt no matter what. He was probably going to try and do the fire stunt too. So he was and probably, and they just let him do that part, like. Yeah. I mean, he made it work because he made the lights inside the building seem like it was on fire. 
So at least he had some kind of representation of the original idea. Oh, yeah. They had um, a projector. Honestly, I thought they did a really good job. Yeah, uh, he, great. I thought they did a really <laughs> good job. Know that the production was really good. Yeah. yeah. And, oh, yeah. And but we it's Kanye. Keep... Yeah. Kanye, I mean, when we see the seen him on the uh, what, Yeezus tour? No. Yeah, the Yeezus yeah, tour. Yeah, Yeezus tour. I mean, look at that stage set. That stage set was so dope. It was like it was kind of like the it was triangle a, it and was it was a pyramid. up. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. Yeah, it was a pyramid and there was like things and he had like dancers. There was one time he sat on a throne of bitches. Uh, <laughs> uh, I did not see that. Even, <laughs> even the Pablo tour. That was the one where I'm like, that's the coolest shit I've ever seen. Like, I mean, when I saw him for the Watch the Throne tour, they had two stages set up. And at one point, where my seats were was right next to the other stage. And you just see in Kanye and Jay-Z at one point just lift it up right there. Was that the yeah. one where the stage was literally like moving along the crowd? Or moving uh, around the crowd? I think the Pablo one yeah. was. I think okay. the Pablo one was. Okay. This one had just like two stages. Yeah. One had like a little lift that just made them higher. Yeah. Just so it can be kind of eye to eye with the uh, main stage. Yeah. And like, you know, I think, especially coming back from the last time Jeff was here talking about Lollapalooza, you know, I think stagecraft is really important to putting on a, a, a good show. And the thing I think yeah. that's. I, I don't think it's necessary per se. Like, you know, look at, like, Metallica, I'd say. Although, there's a little bit of stagecraft there, but not much. Uh, not on this scale, at least. And yeah. it's insane, because this is a complete listening experience. And there's no performance here at all. And no. the stagecraft is just to a degree that, like, I, I don't think it's ever been done before. There was, like, what was it, like, a hundred trucks? Man, he built a house in our home football stadium. Right there on the 50-yard line. Surrounded by trucks and people walking an around. An entire and... ring of trucks and people jogging. And this is a <laughs> long album. <laughs> right. This yeah. man put scriptures up on the, like, billboard. Or not the billboard, but the... Um, the actual screens and everything. He lit him Jumbotron. on fire. Yeah. Like, there, there's so much going on. There's just on. so much do, to it. You can't even, like, begin to actually grasp it. Because, like like you said, it, it's different having this quote-unquote listening experience because it, it's not a concert in a sense. Yeah. It, because no one's performing. If you take a look, The weekend just performed there last this month, I want to say. Yeah. And, like... The stage that's formed, he's on one side and he's performing out to the crowd. This man is literally in the middle of everyone. Yeah, and you can do on a, that on a dirt mound. <laughs> you could do that because, like, everyone's like it's something that plays at a fully three sixty, you know, right. and like it's hard to do that, especially when you're a singer. I definitely remember yeah. like an old fuck. I think it was. Some I think it was System of a Down, where they're on like a stage and it's very similar to like the Donda set, and they're four they're four dudes. It's like a square and they're just facing different directions. And I always love that idea of like a three sixty stage. I mean, he made it work. I was a little cautious because yeah. our seats were not at the front of yeah. the actual house. <laughs> yeah, 
But he walked around, he performed, well, not performed, but he, I don't know, danced. The performance. No, I would say. up there. He didn't walk around. Yeah, no, I would say it was a performance. It just wasn't a musical performance. Right, yeah. It was certainly. A show or something. Honestly, like, the the thing that describes the, the shit that was happening in front of us more than anything else is, like, performance art. Like, that really is what it was. Yeah, it really was. Yeah, like, like just on a scale to which only the most popular artists of a generation could do. It's insane exactly. that you bring that up, because I just saw Kendrick Lamar. I talked about it last week. Oh, yeah. Tell us a little bit about that. That was, I think, I'm having a hard, hard time, because a lot of people are asking, what's the best concert you've been to? And I'm stuck between that performance of Kendrick, J. Cole at Lala, and this Donda experience. And it's difficult because I don't know if the experience counts as a concert. I don't think but it... like it, it's it's so it, it's a it's a moment that you have. And I had the same thing at the Donna experience that I had at the Kendrick Lamar. The Kendrick Lamar concert, absolutely 10 out of 10. Th- this man is unreal. He is so good. The song choice, the performances, the extra dancers that he brought on, the Stages were lifting, the lights were going crazy, all this other stuff that goes into it. And like, there is a moment where the crowd, or no, 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 he stopped the music. He finished the song and he was going to start the next one. And the crowd literally did not let him. It was a good four or five minutes of everyone just screaming, Kendrick, 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 that like he stopped and just like looked around. And you see him on the stage and like you look at him and it's such like moment where like it clicks, like you get it. Whereas, like, I now understand what makes these people, like, so massive to culture. Yeah. And I get the same idea when I was at the Don Experience. I remember I still had the photo on my phone. Um, I might even make it the Instagram thing uh, when I make the post. But there's, I don't remember, I don't know if you remember, but there is a couple in front of us. Yeah. And one of the dudes took out a blunt, lit it, and started smoking and like literally raised his hands like he was at church with like a blood in his hand, like raising his hands to Kanye. And it like I froze and I was like, these people are like on a different scale. It's something that it just you need to see it and experience in real time, where it's like it's it's weird and it's almost kind of scary. And I like the way I looked at Kendra was just like it clicked where it's like this man is unreal. I now see why. He just he leads the culture. What you can yeah. do to yeah. influence people through music, it's insane. It, it really is. I shook his hand and got a selfie with him at the uh, Sunday service. That was wild. <laughs> That's just an unreal experience. Man, and... That was wild. You know, I think that was actually a really interesting thing to bring up, Jeff, because, like, I, going into this, I was like, how much like the Sunday service is this going to be? And the answer was, not at all. Like, <laughs> Yeah, it was totally different. Yeah, because, like, the Sunday service is small and intimate. Which is... And no one, and, like, and for that, even, like, everyone was curious on how the stage is going to be set up and where is he going to come from and where is he going to show. Yeah. And sure enough, he just showed up in the middle of the crowd. <laughs> yeah. You're confused. And we're like, where, where's he at? Where's he at? And we didn't realize we were absolutely really close where he was. Yeah. Yeah, and it's interesting yeah. that you bring up that like it was the exact opposite of a Sunday service because like Donda as an album is one of the, it's very unique because it's meant for a mass crowd. 
Like it's one of the few albums you can listen to and you feel like you're you're surrounded by thousands. Yeah, of people it really meant I, to be. I, I don't know if that's because I uh, that was the first time I heard that music. Because I remember after missing the first listening party, I was like, I'm just gonna wait till it drops. That's when I'll listen to it. I remember that, yeah. Uh, yeah. And because, like, it had leaked and everything. Because I remember you were sending mm-hmm. me the leaks, like, yo, listen to Hurricane. And I'm like, okay, well, I'm gonna... <laughs> I heard of like half the songs before I went there. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, no, I'm going to just abstain until I can hear like the official version. And then when we heard this was coming to town, it's like, oh, this is how I want to hear it for the first time. 100%. <laughs> like like right. a fucking champion. 100%. And now every time I listen to the album, it just feels like I'm surrounded by my entire city. <laughs> like, I mean, specifically I Jay. Oh, real? Yes. Yeah. Oh, specifically yeah, Jay. One of the best opening track in a very long time. A very long time. I think Jail, Moon, and Hurricane are those songs where, like, it's just meant for, like, a massive crowd. Yeah. Because those are the ones that stand out. When I think about even walking up to Soldier Field, I remember we were discussing this. We're going down the path through like yeah. the museum campus. Yeah, and we, like Yeah, we were going from the South Loop through Grant Park. Right. Exactly. You could feel the gravity of the event. Like Bro, I said it before and like it was kinda as a joke and like I don't mean this in like a bad sense or like anything like that, but like it feels like you're walking to heaven. It was very weird. It was like you have these like the bikes going by you that are lit up playing different genres of Kanye and like all these massive people coming in. It was it was weird. No, it it was was Kanye in his hometown. Yeah. And this city fucking loves him. Like no matter what he does, he'll never never not sell out here. The city would forgive him no matter what. There are moments where, you know, Oh, yeah, like, there are definitely, to be honest, like, I, this entire year, I've been pretty sour on Kanye. Oh, yeah, same here. Yeah, but, yeah, but, man, this event was just unreal. The, the vibe it created, I think, was, see, it's one of a kind, 100%. We'll never experience anything like that again. And the other thing that's interesting is because, you know, if I think about, like, what were, you know, the best crowds I've ever been in, uh, I would, my mind goes to this. This would definitely be number one until I just recently saw Metallica. Oh, yeah? But. You think it's a little bit better? No, they're just very different. And I'm going to explain, like, the inherent difference. Because. I went to that event to hear music for the first time, which is not how concerts usually work. Like, right? You know, it's usually you go and you see music you have an emotional connection to. That was the Metallica concert, music I've been listening to since I was 12, 13 years old. This is music I'm hearing for the first time at that kind of setting. So that's why it's like kind of hard to parse them as the same thing. Okay. I see what you mean. Yeah, I could agree with that. Yeah. It, Even it though, like, they're all just excellent experiences, you know. The 
It's just the scale of this one was just unlike anything else. No, uh, yeah, you can't even think of anything that would top this. No, no, yeah, like you know, uh, the lava stages don't really come close. United Center doesn't come close. I mean, the only thing I think of that would come close, and it's not even in our generation, would be like seeing Elvis in Vegas for the first time. Yeah. Yeah, or like Woodstock, if we're talking about scale. Exactly. Yeah, oh, yeah oh, you brought that up to me. Oh, recently. by the way, by the way, just quick, quick intermission. Jeff, have you seen Woodstock 99? Not yet. Oh, it's, it's on my to do list. It's, I, I'm watching the last episode tonight. There's three episodes. Oh, good lord. I, it's insane, especially as two people who just spent a lot of time in a music festival. It's yeah, insane. with a hundred thousand people, dude. This makes Lollapalooza seem like fucking <laughs> after school Child. programs. Like, Child's play, <laughs> dude. It makes it seem like a church group. Like, <laughs> dude, they fucking burnt it down. Like, <laughs> like it's. It's it's insane. It really is like out of scale. Um, Was anyone hurt? I forget to ask. You know what's actually interesting is it had like a shit ton of like more injuries than Astral World. Uh, but and but okay. only three people died actually. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, so it actually has like a lower body count. Uh, but yeah, it's dude, it's fucking insane. Like they, it was it was a music festival done not in a park, but on a retired army tarmac in the yeah. middle of July in ninety eight degree weather. Well, this <laughs> with very little, huh? Not enough cooling stations. Like they didn't have enough water. They, they all enough all stations. the water was like four dollars. Yeah. In like nineteen ninety nine, which is like the equivalent of like twelve dollar water today. Probably even which water. was which is I think the craziest part was like the fact that water at Woodstock ninety nine was the same price as a bottle of water at Lollapalooza in twenty twenty two. That's a business finesse. Yeah. So it's it's interesting. And like the the second episode I watched last night was very much a lot of the artists that played there commenting on, like, the perversion of it. Like, how they turned, like, this thing that's supposed to be peace and love into a by Budweiser. Like, uh. so, so, getting back, do you, is it possible for you guys to listen to Danta and not think about this experience I, it's very it's very hard very hard like it's very hard for me to separate them and like i listened to Danta a lot or at least i did when it came out and to yeah. me like to this day like you know i hear off the grid praise god uh come to life any of those like the real high points on the album it puts me right there in soldier field unlike anything else i've ever heard I agree with that. I yeah. honestly do. Because, like I said previously, it could be a more biased thing just because, like, we had the luxury of experiencing it live, and so we have that special connection. But I truly do feel like this album is a very unique album in a sense where, like, it, it feels like it's meant for the mass. It's yeah. meant for the mass public. 
there's albums you can listen to and like the the way I think about it when I commute to work, I could play albums and like I could be blasting on my headphones but like I still feel like I'm on a train. Yeah. <laughs> like going to my nine to five. When you play Donda, it doesn't matter how you listen to it. Like I feel <laughs> like I'm in like a mass army. <laughs> yeah, like... it feels <laughs> it just feels yeah. big. And I yeah, let's talk about the album for a little bit. And let's not get super deep because I think this is an album that we will eventually do a deep dive on. That will be a two parter. Uh, I was gonna say that that will take three episodes. <laughs> yeah. But uh Yeah, I, I think in terms of just like the, the sonics and the scale, it is unlike any other album I've ever heard. And just sonically I think it sounds like super innovative. The way like he manipulate and I don't want to use the word manipulate because that's gonna make you think like chipmunk or slowed down. But to me I'm talking about like like on Hurricane, like the chorus. Like the way he manipulated live voices was just mind blowing to me. I honestly yeah. think what plays into it and like I low key I've been thinking about this for a while because I thought I was a little crazy at first. But I wanted to propose this to you. I only think we get Donda because we get Jesus is King. And I know Jesus King is considered to a lot of people his worst album. But Jesus King is very, very heavy on like gospel and like a religious influence. And so we've been discussing just like how gospel plays into just like the culture, how church plays into black culture in general. I honestly think the collaboration of like Kanye's brain in the previous music that he got and bringing in that mass like choir sense that you get from gospel music this is why we have Donna this is why it feels huge it feels like there's a giant choir of people behind every song that's pushing the song forward that's exactly the sound yeah yeah I, I definitely agree but I also feel like with Kanye you kind of seen him going this route ever since college dropout, like Jesus Walks. You yeah, had that on his very first album, and a lot of his music has always stayed the same throughout. Mm-hmm. Yeah, everything like it always had that gospel, that religious feel too. Not every song, but he did have a lot of songs that you know reflected that way. There. There has always been a religious element to his music. That's 100% true. I do think there was like a period where his music was significantly less religious. And that would be yeah. like 808. Jesus. <laughs> 808's My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy and Jesus. You know, those were like. But so much... Look at the name Jesus. For if anything. An album. <laughs> It was blasphemy, if anything. Yeah, if anything, it was like... Antichrist. Yeah, it was... Yeah, like, I think that's an argument that it's not religious, not the other way around. It's religious in a sense where he's building a cult. (laughs) But, like, he started bringing in gospel sounds on Life of Pablo real hard. Yeah. And, you know, I don't know how much it is sonically on Ye, but it feels like it... I, I feel like it is. Like... This is this is like the peak of him bringing it back. I feel like because when you bring in religion, and not to dive too deep into it, as you know, I can go to church every Sunday. But like sometimes listening to gospel, it's just the pure emotion behind it. Like the like 
actual ability to like let out and let go of certain like emotions and thoughts and being able to express that through music in a sense towards normally towards God. It it's a very unique experience that adds to the album. Like it feels yeah. like he's letting go of so many things. I completely agree. I I just yeah, I mean I think gospel just has this the the sonics of it just add all this space i've always loved a choir you know but the thing is that and maybe it's because i'm like roman catholic but like there were never choirs in my church like well Brandon, yeah. <laughs> if you if you don't start burning and smoking i will gladly bring you to my church <laughs> no i will um I'll burn and smoke. <laughs> but yeah. honestly, if you came to my church, even just one Sunday, you will get a similar feeling where it's just the praise team goes up and they deliver four or five songs before the word. And it just, it's a group mentality. It's yeah. an expression letting go of emotion. Yeah. And it's very similar to the that experience. I, I don't doubt that once, one bit, one bit at all. I guess, so I have like an, my next question I guess about this is what do we think is do we think this is do you think Donda is the beginning of a new period for Conde or do you think this is like the end of an arc that started with Life of Pablo uh, I think this is the end of an arc that started with Life of Pablo I'm, I think I'm leaning that way too but Purvis what do you think and I'm gonna I'm gonna be honest. It's Kanye. I never know anything. Okay. I, yeah. yeah. I, 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 I never know anything when it comes to him. If I'm being honest. Well, I, I kind of feel like Kanye is getting out of the music business for a while. I don't. So that's why I don't doubt that. Do that's why I feel gonna... like this is the end of something from Life of Pablo. Like this just it's no. I would love the college dropout yeah, series. Yeah, I mean, it kind of feels, it would feel weird to live in a world where Kanye isn't making music, because it feels like he always is. I was yeah. really going to say, if it's not music, are you saying he's going to go more into this Gap collaboration that he has for I, Yeah, I think, he's gonna, I think he's going to end up more focused in on the Gap deal, trying to get Balenciaga cheaper to those that can't afford a $10,000 hoodie to where right. you can get a Balenciaga Kanye uh, Yeezy I, hoodie at Gap for 300 bucks. I definitely, definitely am behind that idea. <laughs> I yeah, so I think he's going to be more focused on that than his music, but I also, it's Kanye, so you would never know. And then everything that, you know, is going on between him and Kim and his kids. Right. You know, yeah. I think I think he's gonna try and be. Yeah, it's, he, he's bipolar, so you can't even say yeah what you think. I, mm. I I just hope he has less divorced dad energy, like going forward. I I think he's gonna yeah. have his kid's future more in focus than yeah anything else. I mean, I hope so. I just I just don't want to live in a world without Kanye music. I don't I just, see his next album. Like, yeah, there's the rumors of us getting. Donda 2, like a fully produced Donda 2. 
there's rumors of us getting that, but I don't see us getting a Kanye album for at least another five years. Top. I mean, or at minimum five years. We'll we'll see. I mean, that would be that would be the longest gap he's ever taken. I was gonna say the the same person would say four to five years, but it, he's not saying. No, he's not. No. He, he he could literally drop tomorrow, and I would not be surprised. He could he could drop an, tonight. He could drop like <laughs> an incredible album in three weeks, and we would have no idea. Like, and we will listen. Yeah. To it. <laughs> you know, and like remember, he has a song coming out tomorrow. Technically, <laughs> right? I mean, he's still doing features and stuff. So yeah, but yeah, yeah. But I, I could definitely, I definitely get the idea of like this feels like he's gonna, especially given everything that's happened in the last like year, the idea that this is gonna be an opportunity for him to get away. I'm not, I'm not hating on that at all. No, and especially with how good this last album was. Yeah, like you know, you're going away for a little while, and you know this album's gonna be really good. Yeah, so. I mean. It was got nothing to worry about. It, it was like certain, if this album if if this album was bad, then I definitely see him trying to push himself. It makes me wonder if that was his plan after, uh, what is it after Jesus is King? But then Jesus is King just didn't get the love he wanted for it. Uh, he definitely did not get love for that. So, question for you guys, like just to round out this Donda conversation. Do you guys have what are your favorite tracks off this album? Uh, Jail, Hurricane. Uh, what else? Moon, absolutely moon. Moon at Moon, definitely Moon. Also, the version of Moon that he performed at the Donda show, much worse. Yes. Don't even remember it if I'm being honest. It was the one with Don Tolliver, but not Kid Cudi. Oh yeah, yeah. It was much worse than the official release. Uh, remote control, I like. Yeah, I uh, believe what I say is another one I like. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I would say mine. The ones I love the most are definitely Jail, Hurricane, Off the Grid. Yeah, uh, Off the Grid, I like that too. Yeah. 5v04 and best feature on the album, for sure. Best uh, feature of the year. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no fucking way. Uh, <laughs> what was the other one I really like? I like uh, New Again. I really like New Again. Mm-hmm. And Come to Life, No Child Left Behind just sounds... It sounds otherworldly. It really does sound like Holy shit, is this what heaven actually sounds like? Yeah. Come to life, every time I hear that, I just think about Kanye setting himself on fire and Kim Kim coming down the aisle. Right, in the wedding Lanciago dress. Yeah. wedding dress. <laughs> yeah. Absolute bonkers. Don't forget life for the party. You had a life for the party after. Oh, that. yeah, because the thing is yeah. that I, I don't... Life of the party is a great song. No, not about it. Andre 3000's Goat. But the the track mix is so much worse on the Donda Deluxe. Yeah, because... What do you it, mean by the track? It just like all the songs are in a different order, and I feel like the order is much worse. Yeah. I'm the exact opposite, believe it or not. 
Damn, I completely disagree. I think Jail is one of the best opening songs of all time, and moving it from that position is heresy. <laughs> okay, fine. Then yeah, I understand Jail being first. I, the way the reason I said I like the deluxe more, I think the album can be broken down between two styles, and it's very obvious that there are some that are much more religious based or God based. Yeah, but I think he separates it better in the deluxe. And the deluxe is a very clear divide between like this is a Kanye album and like this is a religious album. Okay, I'll give you that. That's the only reason. I'll give you that, you filthy god worshiper. <laughs> <laughs> a lot easier for me. What can I say? Yeah. <laughs> uh, what are some of your favorite tracks on purpose? Um. And I feel like we listed all of them, but I guess I'll do five. Jail, Off the Grid, Hurricane, Moon. Uh, it may be Heaven and Hell. But there, I don't think there's any, like, big misses yeah. on the album. Oh, Jesus. I think all Lord. the part twos are significantly worse. All the part twos are significantly worse. Marilyn Manson's inclusion on Jail Part 2 should be a war crime. He should be tried at the Hague. Like, he completely ruins the hook of that song. Correct. But the baby first is fine. Like, eh, I'll push back against that, but fair enough. I don't think it's, you know... I think it's better than the songs he was releasing. Okay, fine. You uh, Alright, boys, we want to move on to our recommendations. Call it a night. Yes, yeah. Alright, Jeff, you want to go first? Guest of Honor? Uh, so, I got... Two. I'll just do one. Just give one right now. Uh, so the first one, it's been in my rotation because everyone's going back to school, and I think of this song every time I hear this song. I think about high school, and that's "Dead and Gone" by Ti and Justin Timberlake. That's a good fucking pick. Holy wow. shit! Wow, <laughs> that's been in my rotation a lot lately. I'm gonna be listening to that song tonight. <laughs> I was really about to say, I would plan on going to the gym after this. I will be playing this song at the gym. <laughs> Dude, classic track, 100%. Yeah. All right, Brandon, what's yours? All right, so last weekend, I did not go to the Kendrick Lamar concert because I spent the weekend on a farm. Uh, I went to a wedding with my girlfriend. And at the wedding, we smoked a bunch of weed, got super drunk, and danced in an apple orchard. And we yelled at the DJ until he played this song. Uh, so I'm recommending Electric Feel by MGMT. Oh, that's Ow. a good one. Yeah. Dude, that's fucked up dancing in an apple orchard to fucking Electric Feel is pretty, pretty <laughs> wavy. <laughs> so this is what you were doing when you texted me, how many drinks can I have? <laughs> party yeah. <laughs> yeah i asked them like how many drinks can, sh- can i have at a party that i don't know anyone at <laughs> and i said one before blacking out it's like too much too you spoke too soon gonna have to gonna have to re-strategize <laughs> hey we made it that's all that matters okay. um okay my first one brendan have you started the ski mask venture have you gotten into ski match yet I have not the deep dive, like, album dedicated, but, like, I have a playlist of him that I listen to pretty frequently whenever I'm playing Halo. Okay. Well, at least you did start out. I know it's been on your to-do list. Yeah. But 
Ski Master Slump God, I am going to do the song You and I. It is one of the rare, I don't know if you can call it a love song that he does, but very, very smooth. And uh, I think it's a banger. Okay. All right. Yeah. Uh, Jeff, you want to do your second one? Uh, so my second one, this one, I forget when this came out. Uh, I've been playing this a lot lately just because end of summer. And it's a good song to vibe to. And you know that by Warren G and Ty Dollar Sign. Oh, that's a fun one. It is. It's a good good song to smoke too. Good chill song. Yeah. I'm gonna have to look this up. I don't know if I know this song. Uh, it's a it's a fun one. All right. All right. Are you guys ready for this? Are you ready for this one? Yes. All right. So because we got Jeff here from here. I got my my two homeboys. I decided to recommend the best three man posse cut of all time. I'm recommending six seven nine by Fetty Wap and the Remy Boys. <laughs> the, one of the greatest songs ever written in any culture. Like, <laughs> it is a really good song. I'll give you that. <laughs> is that because Fetty Wap's going to jail? No, Fetty Fetty Wap is Fetty Wap is like French Montana, except I would die for him. But, wait, wait, wait. Bring it back. Freddie Wap's going to jail? <laughs> what happened? <laughs> what did I miss? Wait, maybe I got him confused. Wait. I have no idea. Because <laughs> there was just a rapper that got caught. Yeah. With I just looked it up. Drugs. Rapper Freddie Wap pleads guilty cons- to conspiracy. Yeah. Yeah, it's going five years. What? <laughs> what happened? All right, yeah. well. We got caught, caught selling dope. Well, Dang. I'll be streaming Love 679, it. so you got that money when you get out of here, bud. Right. <laughs> I'm like, tragic. damn, she's fine. What? <laughs> this man couldn't stay out of trouble. <laughs> He's incredible. <laughs> man, did he have a grip and a chokehold on the culture for like dude, a when, good summer? <laughs> dude, when I, yeah. The year I, the first year I went away to college, the year of Fetty, as we call it, like... <laughs> This man took over. Trap Queen again, 679. My way? Sheesh. <laughs> I love Fetty Wap. I, I don't give a shit. <laughs> <laughs> one of those uh, few one hit wonders. Fetty Wap. One hit. One album wonder. No, he's a one album wonder. That's if there is. I'll an give exa- him a one album. <laughs> if, there's, if there's an example of a one album wonder, it's Fetty Wap. Like, this will literally be it, yeah. Yeah, because like he has an entire album of great music, and only one of them. <laughs> and only one of them. Okay, I'll give you that. Um, well, I'll just close it off then. Um, in honor of speaking about Donda in the first place, I decided to do the song Kanye West by Young Thug. Um, very, very good song. Very meta. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah, cannot recommend it more. <laughs> All right. Yeah, that's everything we got. All right, Jeff, you want to tell people yeah. where to find you? Well, you can find me on Instagram at JeffMcGue91, on Twitter, JeffMcGue, and on Facebook at JeffOnStar1.5.5. Star yeah, all this stuff will be yeah. in the description. Yeah, course, you can find it all down there. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, if you're still listening, uh, like, subscribe. We're on YouTube now. so Like, su- like subscribe, and comment. Like, subscribe, wow, comment. Tell us... <laughs> Tell us why we suck or why we don't. Uh, Isaac, 
Hope to <laughs> talk to you soon, buddy. Uh, Once again, big shout out. <laughs> shout out to our 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 head of marketing. Uh, <laughs> he's gonna he, honestly, if we make it, he's gonna be the manager. Yeah, one hundred percent. All right, that's uh that's a show tonight, everybody. All right, well.